Flare. Uh oh, <laughs> we have it right here, baby. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the trophy. Hello, hello. It's been a very, very, very long summer, but we did it. We made it through, and it's that time of the year where basketball season is upon us. Hockey's already on, you know, baseball's in the World Series, the kind of that ending of the playoffs, or actually started the playoffs and the end of the season, but the most important time of the year, basketball season is upon us. We already had a couple of preseason games, and I think this is the perfect time to have a little preview of what we think uh, the se- the whole season's going to be and where we think it's going to go and you know how the Raptors going to fare are the Clippers legit are, are the Lakers legit are, are the 676ers legit which I think some of you know I don't think they're going to be as good as people think but you know we'll have that discussion in a bit and to help me with this uh, season preview I brought Roger along Roger how's it going man it's going good man uh, it's been a long summer Glad uh, the NBA season's upon us. We're going to do our fantasy draft soon, so I'm pretty excited about that. And, uh, you know, some good news today. Shout out to Kyle Lowry, $31 million extension. That's pretty hype. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One year. Yeah, I mean, you know, keep him for one more year, and then 2021 when we get Giannis, we'll see what we want to do. <laughs> Don't put that on the NBA subreddit. The Milwaukee Bucks fans, like, love downloading the hell out of that, man. It's one oh, of my yeah, it's one of my favorite things when I'm up, when I'm bored. That's one of my favorite things. I just end up uh, kind of putting <laughs> that out there, just piss them off a little bit. All right. So to all the kind of listeners, the way we were kind of thinking about structuring this is, uh, I wanted to have a little bit of rhyme. So we we'll break them down to four tiers. We'll have the locks, the docks, the on the clock, and the knots. So the way it kind of goes is the locks are the ones 100%. We know these guys are going to be great. The docks are the stable team where they're not the best, best of the of each conference, but you know, we know they're going to make the playoffs. The on the clocks are of course the ones that are, you know, six, seven, eight and have the risk of not making the playoffs, but also kind of contending. And then the knots are of course the dumpster of the whole league. And we're going to talk about both of them on each Eastern and Western conference. We'll start off with the Eastern conference and then go to the Western conference. So, how does that sound, man? That sounds great, man. All right. Um, Let's start off with who Vegas thinks has the worst uh, projected win total. And that is... Actually, you can take a guess. On the Eastern Conference, who do you think Vegas had the lowest uh, win? Hmm. It's got to be the Cavs or the Knicks. I'm going to go with the Knicks. Oh, actually, no. You were right on the first, uh, first guess. There's actually another team that has the same amount of wins, but it's actually the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Vegas has Cleveland as the lowest. Yeah, and Cleveland last year had 19 wins. Um, and they're projecting... How much do you think, roughly? I'm projecting 20. Okay, actually, you're close. It's 23 and a half is what they have. Uh, and we can kind of go into it. So, the Cleveland Cavaliers had... You know, they're, they're still pretty dumpster. And m- mind you, I think they're going to have probably like 15 wins. So I'm, I'm gonna take the under. I already took the under on that projected win total today. Um, I think around 15, 16 wins is uh, probably what they're 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 gonna get. And just to kind of go. 15, 16. What's that? Saying 15 to 16. 15 wins. Wow, that's real low. So you're saying they're gonna regress from last season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 100% think so. I don't think they, they want to win, man. 
You think they're just, I mean, like, yeah, but you can't stop players from, t- like, players are going to play. So, like, last season they had Kevin Love injury for, like, practically the whole season. Yeah. And this year they have uh, more or less, here, actually, I'll go down the, so the people they added this year were Darius Garland. Right. Dylan Wayne. Really nice. I mean. Yeah, but the, their problem is they have, actually, or here, let me just go down and then we can talk about it. So Darius Garland they added, Dylan Windler. And Kevin Porter Jr., who, you know, out of all three of them, I think he's probably somebody I look, I'm look. i looking forward to probably just as, uh, as much as uh, Garland. Because I think he has he could be nice. And then they lost David Nwaba, whatever, campaign, who's happened to be on the Raptors now, by the way. If, <laughs> if you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the least exciting pickup of the Raptors <clears throat> that the Raptors had all season. So Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so going into... Uh, why I think they're going to be worse. I don't think Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, hugely undersized guards, as your main number one and two, is going to be a team that you know you can actually rely heavily on. Uh, Darius Garland had, uh, on a per 40-minute basis, you know, 23 points, uh, shot 54%, uh, 48% from three, 75% for free throw. And... As somebody who's going to be their guard, he only averaged, on a per 40 million basis, he only averaged four assists a game. I don't think you can translate that into a team that's going to win. And Sexton, I don't see his game as a, what, 6'2 guard in shoes. So, like, both of these guys are six feet tall. I don't think they can uh, kind of make a, a team better. They, they had all these, uh, if you, uh, I watched a couple of these Cleveland games last year at the beginning of the year. There were a bunch of these games that just went way closer than... I think they should have. And they squeaked out a few. So maybe not 15, maybe like 18, but I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're going to do the 23 and a half is pretty much where I'm getting to, I guess. I mean, honestly, I, I think they're more or less going to be around where they were last year. I okay. think uh, I think what's going to happen is I, I think Cleveland is probably going to try to ship Kevin Love. I mean, I, I feel like it's just kind of a waste to have him sitting on the roster. I think a lot of... Uh, a lot of teams could use a stretch four that can rebound the ball, right? I mean, Kevin Love's kind of got an injury history too, though. But um, I definitely think he's a valuable trade asset. And, uh, I mean, Cleveland isn't the most exciting team. But, you know, we, we have a chance to see what Darius Garland is made of. I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of scouts have seen a lot of good things from him. And you can't really or they're going to want Darius to be the real point guard. I don't think Colin Sexton is a real point guard. He's more of a scoring type. Like last year, I don't know how many assists he averaged, but pretty sure it was below, f- below three or like four or something. Like he's not a real point guard. He's kind of a score first guard. So um, we'll kind of see how they work together. But I definitely see the point where you're talking about the undersize. I'm not sure how they're gonna they're gonna be able to defend certain players. But I mean, I think the Cavs. We can both agree will be. <coughs> More or less the same where okay. they were last year. They're Perfect. going to be kind of rebuilding for a year. Yeah. All right. Uh, we agree that we commit as little time as possible to these really shit teams that don't have any okay, kind of. 100%. I mean, like Cleveland had their moment. Ron brought, brought back the champ, the chip. So, I mean, they'll be good again someday, but just not this season. They need another like 17 first round picks to fuck up before they get their one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, okay, so then what do you think? Uh, What are you putting at the win total, then? Uh, I already said I'm going with 
20. I think they'll right, be they'll squeak out one more win than right. last year. Uh, I think, uh, okay, 16, 19. I'll put like 17, 17. All so right. Buster, whatever the terminology was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, they're the knots. These are, they're the knots. All right. And then uh, that's in the east, east knots. And then we're going to go, let's do another west knot. Uh, the f- worst team in the league. Um, well, we're now in the league, in the Western Conference. Who do you think? Oh, let me just kind of take a look. Man, the West is great, man. All their teams are pretty. Uh, but I'm going to have to say, I'm going to go with the or the Suns, but I'm leaning more toward the Grizz. They lost Marcus All. They lost Mike Conley. They're going real young with Jaron Jackson, John Morant. So got a real young core i think you know the suns picked up rubio um devin booker's got another year aiden's got another year so i think you know the suns okay. are terrible but i think with the addition of rubio they might be able to squeak out slightly more wins than the Grizz. so i'm going with okay so you're actually right uh vegas has uh memphis at 26 and a half win um, uh, 26 yeah which is i took the under on that already there's no way they went 26 and a half game that's a that's another one of those Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, for sure. I lean in, I'm kind of agreeing with you. Like, where are they really going to get their scoring and leadership from? I mean, unless John Moran and Jaron Jackson, one of them becomes like, you know, but I mean, in the West, it's tough, man. Maybe if they were in the East, but man. But the, the problem is they're like, we haven't seen John Morant play since university, like a college. Um, yo, what up, Lucas? What's up, dude? We're doing a podcast, dude. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh, yo, you missed out yesterday, man. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Fuck it. I'm leaving that uh, in. Some good shit. Yeah, all right, all right. So, um, John Morant, uh, we haven't seen him play since you know, freaking college, man. And they're not willing to roll him out in the preseason, I think, either. Uh, when does he get his reps, I guess? And it, I don't think it's a... Uh... He already played a preseason, actually, against... Uh, what's that? A EuroLeague team, I forget. But th- he didn't play, did he? I don't think he got minutes for it. No, he did. Oh, he did? I was watching highlights, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. I'm wrong. Did he get like 10 points? Uh, I forget, but... but okay. uh... Either way, he... Oh, like, yeah, I guess he... Oh, he did. No, my bad. I'm wrong. Either way, I just, I mean, I actually don't think they're going to be the worst team, but I agree in um, what you're saying, and they're a rebuilding team. Uh, they're, they're not trying to win, I don't think. They're going to probably ship. They signed JV, I'm not sure why. I guess just for the sake of having somebody who's a competent basketball player. I think it was kind of like they had the cap space. You Why not retain assets, right? Like, yeah. if worst-case scenario, you try to trade JV and... Um, I mean, you don't want to trade uh, Mark away and not retain anything. They let DeLon walk. They let CJ walk. So, I mean, JV was kind of the only piece that they retained. So. You know what's weird about this team, too, though? is they have competent players. Like, I feel bad for all... Like, I th- again, I think Phoenix is going to be the worst team. They have them at 28 and a half. We'll talk about it in a bit. But um, I think Phoenix, at least from a long-term perspective, does not have the same... Uh, pipeline, I guess that's that's as conducive to actual like good players, and 
They ended up signing yeah. Tyus Jones, who I think is a is a great point guard. I think he played great in college. He's competent, and he knows how to play basketball. So, right. It, I don't see how. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I I actually don't. I don't think they're gonna be last, but I'm cool if you want to put them last. I I, I want to put Phoenix. That's why. I mean, either or. I mean, I think we both agree these are probably the bottom two teams. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, they got a lot of exciting pieces. I mean, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, Tyus Jones. Yeah. Uh, who they, they also have uh, Brandon Clark again. Probably the... He might be the dunk contest winner this year, I think. Right, Brandon Clark. I think this guy might be the dunk contest winner this year for sure. He's, he's my early yeah. pick. They've got some uh, interesting pieces, but you could tell it's definitely a transitional team. Trans, they're getting they traded away their two cornerstones and Mike Conley and Marcus Saul, and they're really going into a rebuilding phase. But I mean, they should be excited. They got two real young good players, and uh, and they got our boy JV, who's a 2010 guy, automatic. So yeah, um, we'll take us take a look at Memphis in a bit because. Uh, I think they can be. They have the potential to be good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Perfect. So then, yeah. Let's put. Let's put. Okay. Fine. Put the Grizzlies last. I don't. Can I? Can I make the case for Phoenix being worse? Ah, fuck it. Okay. Do it. Man. Okay. Fine. All right. Uh, let's put. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We can talk about Phoenix, but I think Phoenix should be last. Um, and then we put Grizz at 14. Uh, and so Phoenix has 28 and a half wins. I don't understand where they got this number from. This is like ridiculous. In what world does a Phoenix Suns team that was more or less is more or less similar, apart from Ricky Rubio, who, if lucky, will have a healthy season? He, they might be able to eke out like two or three more wins, but an extra six and a half wins. I, I mean, I don't see why where this is coming from. Uh, let's see. They ended up getting. I have it yep. here. They so they added Ricky Rubio. They reached like crazy for Cam Johnson. They got my boy Ty Jerome, and as you remember from last year, uh, Virginia is I love I love every one of those players, and I love Ty Jerome. But does Dario Saric, Aaron Baines move the needle for an extra nine wins? I don't I don't think so. Maybe another five yeah, wins. They got they got Frank the Tank, baby. Yeah, they got <laughs> Frank the Tank. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, I mean, right. they re-signed right. Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Yeah, I think here what you're really Vegas is projecting is, I mean, the growth of DeAndre Aiden and someone to actually run the pick and roll with Ricky Rubio, right? I mean, yeah. I think you want Devin Booker to play more of an off-ball kind of scoring type player. And I agree um, with it. The only problem is I had DeAndre yet last year, now, so therefore I watched um, a bunch of Phoenix games, and they did not run any plays for this man. He was legitimately just like there as like another body, and they literally did nothing with him. So I, I don't have as much faith, and that's why I think maybe twenty five wins for Phoenix, which is crazy well, as a last place team. Yeah, I just don't. Looking at this roster on paper, I just don't think that I can see how it's going to be worse than yeah. Memphis. Truthfully, that's why. That's why the only reason why I put them ahead of Memphis. I mean, it's close, but I think this roster for me. Um, they've had a couple of years playing together, some of these guys, and like, and bringing in new pieces. Like, they look like they're trying to win, right? Like, I don't know what Memphis, or Phoenix is trying to do right now. 
they look like they're kind of trying to win, but at the same time, the roster isn't going to win. So, I mean, I guess they're trying to just really develop their. My only thing is, my only thing is, they're in a division. Memphis is in a division with San Antonio, Dallas, and New Orleans. All teams that realistically, on a bad night, you can beat. Right. Phoenix is in a in a division with Golden State, the Clippers, Lakers, and Sacramento. That's a good point. I actually yeah. did not consider that. So I mean, if we're just speaking division wise, that could because you face them more, right? It's like four 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 games for right four four games in division opponents, but you sometimes get it in your conference opponents opposition too. But I get what you mean where your division is stronger. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we could both agree that the Grizz and the Suns are kind of in the same place. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's a bit sadder for the Suns because they've been so consistently bad <laughs> since after like Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. It's been like, what, 10 years? I can't remember the last time they made the playoffs, to be fair. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I really hope for the best. I think Devin Booker is a special player. I think he gets right in, like, but, um, you know. Uh, we got to see, you know, what he else can do on the court because uh, he hasn't won since he's joined the league. So, we'll, we'll... yeah, I agree. Um, and, like, Phoenix's depth chart has Ricky Rubio, Tyler Johnson, uh, which I guess is fine. Ty Jerome. Okay, whatever. It's fine. We haven't, we agreed. Uh, Phoenix, I'm going to say 24 wins. The Grizzlies, I'm going to say uh, they have him at 26 and a half. I'm going to say probably. Actually, I guess you're right in this case. Grizzlies would be last because I don't think they're gonna have 21, win- 24 wins. I think so they'll I have like 21. Okay, you're right. Like, I think it'll, I think it'll be close. Like honestly, Phoenix and Memphis, they're gonna be like neck and neck playing for last season. So, or, or yeah. the West. All right, I'll I'll put Grizz at 21 and the Phoenix Suns at 24 wins. All right. All right. So going back to the East, uh, who do we think is gonna be a bit better than Cleveland? I had actually. I'll. I'll. I can't just keep asking you. I'll, I'll lead off for another. I actually had. Um. I had the Washington Wizards, as the next wow. team. You had the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I have the Washington Wizards as the next the team. Fourteen. As the fourteen. Uh, the fourteenth team. Yeah. Uh, okay. The Va- Vegas. So Vegas put it at twenty six and a half, uh, wins. Right. Which happens to be uh, apart from the Hornets, and this is the thing, I don't. The Hornets and the Wizards, I think, are going to be close, but I just think the Wizards. If you uh, here, we'll talk about the roster in one sec. So Wizards, I think, are going to be 24, 23 wins. Yeah, I think twenty three wins, and then so here is the here's the depth chart for the Washington uh, Bullets. All right. You have Ish Smith, Isaiah Thomas, Isaac Bonga, Justin Robinson, Bradley Beal at the two, Jordan McRae and Jamira Jones at three of Troy Brown Jr., Admiral Schofield, and CJ Miles. Shoutouts. And uh, you have David Bertans, you have Rui Hachimura, which I, I think, and I'll say this right now, I actually put in a bet, I have Rui Hachimura as Rookie of the Year. So there is. Oh, you have Rui Hachimura as Rookie I have Rui Hachimura. Uh, I don't think Zion's going to play enough minutes, and I think, um, what's his name? Sorry, one sec. Yeah, so uh, I don't think, yeah, so Rui Hachimura and then Thomas Bryant, Yamahimi, and Morris Wagner at the, at the five. So I, I just don't see how that lineup, apart from Bradley Beal, gets you anything 
in the Eastern Conference. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I think just, I mean, what, what was the roster that Washington had to work with last year? I mean, it was more or less the this, this same kind of uh, uh, composition, right? I think just yeah. with Bradley Beal and it being in the East, I think they're going to have 25 wins, like, at least, in my opinion. I think. Okay, that's fine. I'll take the 25. I'll put it at 23. Uh, well, yeah, honestly, I think I think Bradley Beal, he has... He has a lot of upside, man. That guy, he, I, I watched a couple of those games. I mean, being a Toronto fan and watch and playing Bradley Beal is is a nightmare. That guy always goes off on us, and you and you could tell, man, that he like, he has that instinct. Like when when he wants that ball, and he'll shoot like he shoots lights out, man. So uh, I think with Bradley Beal, he's like got real superstar potential. You got Isaiah Thomas coming off. Uh, we don't know about how he's gonna play, but I mean, hopefully he's hungry. Take Bradley, like he has to play forty-eight minutes a game for them to win. Yeah, that's you yes. know what I mean. That's my only thing. You, I think you need at least two competent NBA players to to win a basketball you game. The, you think the Knicks will be better than the Wizards? Oh, I, I'm, don't, I'm. I'll get to the Knicks. I have them as a. Actually, no, we'll, we'll talk in a bit about the Knicks. Oh, okay. I'm Unless sure. you think they should be here, we can talk about it now because I'll I'll just preface this and say I have the Knicks going to the playoffs. Oh, you're crazy, man. I have That's the Knicks going to the playoffs. Insane, man. We, I thought so, too, and then I went to their roster. They actually have a basketball team, which is much more than you can say. We'll talk about the Knicks in a bit. Uh, or unless, uh, um, so the Wizards, I think, here at 14 makes sense, unless you want to contest and say Charlotte. But... Uh, Charlotte's gonna be worse. Hands okay, down. You want to put? Okay, you want to? Like, I'm down to. I'm. I'm down to put Charlotte at 14 and the Wizards at 13. If you sign Terry Rozier for how much? What was it like? 60 mil? 60, 60 mil. mil three, three years. years 60 no, mil. You, you, it's, it's, it's not even a question, man. They're gonna be below Washington. Like, that's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Them. I think the thing with Charlotte though is they at least have players, man. Like, you at least have a competent uh, five in Cody Zeller. You have a competent four. Okay, in... tell me who's Okay. Who is Charlotte's best player right now? Name their best player. Probably fucking... Probably Terry Rozier. <laughs> That's why... You, you cannot tell me a team led by Terry No, but I'm, I'm not talking about the ones. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, it's like... But what about the, the two through ten at least is way better than... Um, Washington is like I, I just, it's a star driven league man like the ball is going to be in Bradley Beal's hands and one team is going to have the ball in Terry Rozier's hands like at the end of the day I'm going to have to bet my money on Bradley Beal all right okay we can put Charlotte uh Charlotte here I'm cool with that we, we can agree to disagree I just think that Charlotte is no 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 no. I, I have no qualms with this I think Charlotte and Washington is going to have like one or two they're going to be within one or two wins that's what. Isaiah, so don't cool. rule out this. Don't rule out this Isaiah Thomas comeback season, man. Don't rule it out. <laughs> it wasn't this supposed to happen like two years ago. <laughs> All right, so let's say so let's say Charlotte at what do you think? Uh, Vegas says them at twenty three and a half. I, I like that. That's actually a really good line. So I think at twenty three. I'm going like twenty two wins to be honest. Okay, fine. That's fine. That's cool. Okay, perfect. And then at thirteen, I'm gonna put the Wizards in, as we've already talked about them. 
Uh, what is that? Washington at twenty six and a half. I'm gonna put. Yeah, they can. They can get twenty five ones. What do you think? Twenty five is fair. All right, I mean, we talked about them enough, I guess. And uh, and Rui Hachimura. Kind of, and do you did you watch summer league with him? And like, uh, I'm not kept up with any Rui Hachimura highlights ever since uh, the end of the NCAA tournament. So I I, I have not watched him play much he's got an nba body though like he he's ready to play in the league that's exactly that's my thing man he he played pretty i mean he's a he was a great player at gonzaga um i somehow watched like a lot of college basketball last year and i like like this guy legitimately fits that paul george mold if you can get that you know defensive love that paul george mona i love i think every player every player every every team should have a five players of paul george mold and you're gonna win. So, like on a, on a per forty basis. So again, on a per for, per forty basis, he in the Zags was at fifty eight percent on the on field goal, thirty two percent on threes, and it's, that's something he improved in the last year. He was at forty two percent. So it's like he's progressively gotten better. Uh, he's he was in the, uh, Gonzaga for three years. So just to the reference point, his I think biggest weakness is his free throws. I mean, seventy five percent. He's kind of improved that since his first year so it's really good his rebounding is good he, he's got a big body and he's at, I mean 26 points on a, on per 40 and I I think a guy like him can add a lot of value I just again don't throw, I and I think he's probably the most ready out of any of the rookies um, that got drafted this year apart from uh, Zion but again Zion I think he needs. He just needs to uh, tone down, and I don't think the uh, the Pelicans are gonna risk that. So, that's fair. I mean, I think Rui has a good opportunity in uh, Washington, right? I think he can he can realistically be a number two option behind Bradley. But I mean, yep. Okay, so cool. We agree that the Wizards at twenty five wins, for. Okay. Quite frankly, I don't see these teams making the playoffs. So yep, that's why they're not. So it's good. Uh, then we get to thirteen on thirteen and twelve on the what? Actually, let's just go up on East Coast and then we'll go on the other side. So twelfth team in the Eastern Conference. Who do you think? Or should I go this one? Because I mean, oh, yeah. Do you want me to go? Or you want to go? You go for it, bud. Okay. Uh, I think. This is where I, I think this is where we get into the on the bubble teams, like the twelfth through maybe seven. Give uh, me a recap. So what do we have now? Cavs, Nick. Or sorry, not Cavs. Wiz and Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. Cavs, Charlotte, and Wiz. Yeah, from the bottom up. I mean, if you're not sure, I can go. I think it will Knicks? be. I mean, I think the Knicks are got to be bottom four. That's my thought. Okay. I I don't see this roster. Like, who is? Your go-to guy on this roster? Are you gonna? Is Julius Randle your go-to guy? I, I like. It's a bunch of kind of guys who are trying to prove themselves, who just got big paychecks. I don't see this team being any like. There's no cohesiveness. There's not going to be any future. It's kind of young guys figuring stuff out, and a bunch of veterans trying to kind of get to their next paycheck with like Bobby Portis, Marcus Morris, Julius Randle. Like, these guys that's going to lead these guys you know what i mean you can't there's not like one leader on this team so i, I personally with nick's management being incompetent and just being making like playoffs or however you have them but i see them as a bottom four team in the east and that's just how i perceive the Knicks. 
the biggest thing for me is how much better Julius Randle has become on defense. And he, he was, you know, that was his biggest knock. He's this athletic dude. Um, he, you know, he, he, he's, he, he knows how to jump and he knows how to dunk and that's it. But the biggest thing I think he's gotten better. And this past year with new Orleans was his best defensive year. He, uh, like on a box plus minus on advanced stats, you if you watch the games, he has gotten better, and I think he again, yeah, he is trying to prove something. But I think he's trying to prove something in a city that wants to win, that needs to win, and if this is a guy who again, he's hungry. He's been kind of let go, and and he's been pushed to the side, and the NBA, you know. Uh, the churn, I guess, has kind of pushed him out. And I think he actually wants to win. That's why he, he signed in, in New York. And, again, the, and no, no, wait, wait. So, so to win, I guess, at least in the East, when you need to get to the playoffs, you need guys who are competent basketball players. Irrespective of what their goals are, that's up to the coaching staff to figure out. I'm just saying for on paper, you have – Alfred Payton is a competent point guard. Their two, yeah, but, their two guards, are relatively competent players, and I think RJ is probably going to play the two, two three, and Kevin Knox is the right, third. But I'm, I'm going to cut you off right there. I'm just gonna just quickly. I'm looking at the playoffs last year, and the Pistons were the AC. You can't tell me that Julius Randle is a better player than Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, to me, is hands down a better player than Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't disagree. What I ultimately mean, like, mean, like, I look at the Knicks roster and it's just a bunch of guys that are being thrown together on their first year. Like, none of these guys have ever won anything significant, unless I'm missing something on the Knicks. And it looks like a lot. They're going to try to give a ton of minutes to these young guys, and like, Frank Nielakina, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., R.J. Barrett. Like, I'm not sure what the Knicks are trying to do. Like, it. Seems like they're trying to win, but I don't know. I just don't see this roster beating out a top eight team, especially. I'll get to it later, but I mean, like last year, the Heat didn't make the playoffs when they added Jimmy Butler. I could definitely see that team being a lot better than what the New York Knicks are. So, wait, you think? Okay, you think Miami's gonna get better this year? One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. We can. Well, I guess we'll get to that because I don't. I don't think so. They they lost like they lost I guess Hassan but Hassan they lost uh, Josh Richardson barely played who Josh Richardson he was probably he probably won them like ten extra games uh, I don't know man the NBA does not like Hassan is kind of outdated in my opinion like I'd much rather them build around Bam Bam's a lot quicker can play a small ball lineup they can run up and down the floor a lot better. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But okay, it's not. Wait, we'll get to the. We'll get to the. We'll get to the. Uh, but are you? I. I don't. I don't think New York is gonna have. Okay, so you have them here, in I guess twenty six, twenty seven wins, which is what Vegas has them at. Is I that? Have them lower. I, I think I have them around twenty five wins. I have them around where Washington is. To be fair. Really. I don't think that the Knicks are that good. I, I think it's just—I don't know. I, I just can't. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it's just a, uh, maybe it's just kind of a historical thing. But like, unless the Knicks make something changes, I just can't imagine them to be good. They're just kind of 
they just the, the team isn't very well thought out in my opinion it's just kind of a bunch of free agents like whoever's available slapped together and there's no real people don't know their roles like i can see these guys easily thinking that they're the man on this team right like you got like guys like bobby portis marcus morris like a lot of guys trying to prove themselves and then you got young hungry guys and like dennis smith jr rj barrett like like it's just gonna kind of be like a poor version of last year's boston celtics where you have all these egos coming together like i don't see the Knicks playing for each other. Like, I, I just imagine everybody trying to get theirs. You know what I mean? So I personally just don't see the Knicks being that team. Like, I don't know. I think I think having Taj Gibson and, and competent players and Marcus Morris and Wayne Ellington is going to help them a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. But if you want... Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think they'll be better than last year in that sense, but I don't. There's, I, I think you're crazy if you think they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, okay. That's so, okay, so that's okay, okay. I see what you mean. Okay, I thought you were contending that they're not going to be better. Okay, so that's fine. Oh, they're, if you, they, they're, de- they're definitely an improvement from last year. I okay, just so we just disagree on the them making the playoffs thing. What was the terminology again? I would have them at like the cusp. I could see them easily making yeah, on the bubble. Oh, no, sorry, I, I could be seeing yeah. them between nine to, nine to twelve. That's how okay, I perfect, see them. Perfect, perfect. Like I, I, I could see that. Okay, let's let's put them. I'm just gonna put them at twelve. Then with twenty, I'm gonna say twenty six went. I'm gonna say like actually playoffs. So let's just put them at twenty five went. Uh, or let's actually, I, mean, I like I took the. I actually had a I had a parlay with this. I took the over and have them making the playoffs. That game. Uh, I hope you're right. I I I would like to see Knicks being back in the playoffs. It's it's a very it's an exciting team. I, I do like a lot of players on this team, and I, I mean, you got RJ Barrett. He's a Canadian. I, I hope he succeeds. And I mean, I, I think the Knicks fan base is great. So I mean, or I mean, they can be obnoxious, but like you know, they've been humbled after losing so much. So I mean, I don't know about that, but it, it, it's fine. Okay, so we'll put the Knicks here. And so thus far, we have um, the knots, which are the Wizards, Charlotte, Cleveland. Uh, now we're at the on the bubble kind of this is the biggest bracket probably the 7 through 12 uh on the bubble and the next team i think here if you want to put the next there would probably be see this is where it gets a little bit tricky um i would probably have I probably have the. Uh, I I don't want to say the Heat. I think the the Heat are probably going to be the ninth, eighth, ninth pick. The yeah, Bulls. I, I guess the Bulls are. I'm going to put the Bulls here. Yeah, I would say the Bulls too. How many wins do you think Vegas has been projected at? How many did they have last year? They had 22. Uh, I'm going with. What did they pick up this summer? Well, uh, wait, no, just play along first, and then we can talk about them. How many do you think? Uh, I'm going to say 26. <laughs> they have the Bulls at 31 and a half wins. 31 and a half with the Bulls. So, like, yeah, the Wizards are last year pretty much is what they're thinking. And if you've been, I don't know if you've listened to a bunch of those, uh, the season preview podcasts from other people, but these guys legitimately have the Bulls actually making the playoffs. A lot of these guys. I don't know what, what they're smoking down there in the U.S., but... There is no way in hell that I think the Chicago Bulls with uh, Chris Dunn as their main point guard right now is going to make the playoffs. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I just don't see it either, man. Like, I mean, 
Unless Kobe White breaks out, I mean, I guess you're really banking on Lori Marketing, Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, they have a lot of young pieces. It's just how they develop, right? Like, Lori needs to make that, not even the leap, the leap sleep. Like, he needs to be in that all star contention. Wendell Carter kind of has to be that, you know, pretty decent player. I think for them uh, even being I don't really think if any of these guys have like an all star level kind of season, then, then they can definitely be in the conversation for that eighth seed, maybe, perhaps. But. I mean, just now, it's just like, <laughs> have, they haven't been proven. They, they kind of give me that Sacramento Kings vibe, you know? Like, yeah, it's like I, I, close, I agree. They're, they're, they're close, but, like, they're, they're just not there yet. Like, but then again, it's the E, so I guess the last, like, two seeds are always up for grabs. So I could definitely see why, you know, people want to buy into the Chicago Bulls hype train. But, I mean, they got a lot of pieces to be excited about. Like, looking at through their roster, Kobe White – he, I watched a bit of him. He looked really nice in the, the NCAA. That's team. all love, bro. It's all love, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That was a great meme potential. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., they got Otto Porter. Uh, yeah. Zach Levine has to make, a. I think, the big, big leap in his defense. Yeah. I like Zach, man. He's young, dude. I'm a big fan. Yeah, but Zach's from, a score. He's great as a six man. Maybe I don't think this guy. You can't have him as your your number one two guard though. And the problem I think with Chicago is they don't have anybody else to cover from really. I think he can be a starting shooting guard, man. Zach's good, man. He's a good, great scorer. He put up points last year. He gets buckets. But he doesn't defend. I mean, like at all. But- yeah, but like you know, you can get you can get fucking guys that don't defend either, man. Like you just need buckets, right? Like if the rest of your team defends, like you know, you, you can figure it out. You just have to play like half the defense. Okay. Well, either way, we agreed they're on the bubble, um, and they have twenty-seven wins. That is what I think is probably projectable. Uh, Vegas has them at thirty-one and a half. What do you think? Away, it's got to be yeah. I'd say under under thirty in my opinion. I don't okay. think they're hitting thirty or thirty on the cusp. Being if I'm being generous, like I don't see this team thirty two, and they think they're gonna make the playoffs. No, no chance, man. You can't. I don't know, man. You're not getting the playoffs with thirty two wins. I just I think they're gonna be better. I think they're going in the right direction. I just don't think the Bulls are quite there yet. Like I said, I feel like they're like the Sacramento Kings. They have a lot of nice young pieces. Um, they just need to put it together and figure it out. So I think. Um, okay, that's fine. Watch All right, so number 10, we have. You can tackle this one then. Number 10, huh? So what teams do we have left? We have around. You have the Hawks. Got you the have Hawks. The Wizards the are gone. The Heat are still there. Right. I'm putting the Hawks at number 10. I think they got a ton of young talent. I'm a big fan of the Hawks. Or such. They got special pieces in uh, uh, Trey Young. I mean, a lot of people slept on him, and he uh, definitely proved us wrong. Mm-hmm. And they got John Collins. And they added a lot of young pieces to their core. Yep. Excited to watch them play. Okay, they Vegas has Vegas has them at thirty-four and a half wins. Four and a half. Interesting. I, I think that's a good amount, to be honest. I'm looking at their team. I mean, they're they're nice, but like, do you think this team is gonna be 
<clears throat> that's where Chicago is. So, I mean, 34, if they gave the Bulls 32, I could definitely see that. They have Cam Reddish. Bruno Fernando, DeAndre Hunter. I like again. I'm a, I'm a Virginia fan, so DeAndre Hunter, I'm all for. Yeah. But I think yeah, this year is not the year for them. I do think though next year. Yeah, I think I think I think yeah, this year is kind of a figuring it out kind of year for sure. They have so many young pieces. You added like, what DeAndre DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and like they still have John Collins and Trey Young trying to figure out. So Alan, Alan Crabb, Evan Turner, Chandler Parsons, Jabari yeah. Parker. Yeah, they have some really nice young pieces. It's just, I think... Um, but I think this is why we put these guys on the bubble, and they legitimately could get that 7 or 8 seed. And yeah, they could. They could. I actually I, mean, I actually took a bet for them to go over 34.5. I think around the 37, 38. Um, um, like what Miami uh, had last year, I think they can get that, like 39. That still yeah. puts them. The f- yeah. yeah, that still puts I, them I in relatively the same position. Yeah, it all depends on how uh, I guess their number one guy and two Trey Young and John Collins develop, right? So, the chemistry, which is really nice, right? Because when you have the when you have players with such chemistry, because like they can yeah. just run pick and roll on you all day. I love John Collins. Yeah, um, and Trey Young too. So it's just going to be really fun to watch this team going forward. I mean. Trey Young's improvement last year was just insane, though. Uh, that that made me really happy because all the stupid bullshit that all the dumbass fans were talking about, but he kind of pulled it all together. He started off shooting, like, what, 20% or something like crazy? Yeah. And he pulled it back, so uh, that made me happy, and I'm happy he kind of figured it out. Yeah, for sure. And it's always nice to see an undersized guard really, uh, really be able to dominate in the way he did coming in the second half because it's just not easy for someone so undersized you really appreciate their like skill and the craft that they've put into holding their skills so the the crazy thing with this team too is they can legitimately put like 150 on you without much of an issue and the only problem is they can be scored 160 the court like crazy but you have like guys like cam reddish where long deandre hunter like i could definitely see these guys being a defensive terror if they choose to like really put their mindset to playing defense, right? And I think they have really good veteran leadership in like Vince Carter to kind of just give them insight. This guy's been in like what all three of the last decades. Like he's just been here since the nineties. Now we're in twenty twenty. So I think the, the Travis Schlenka, uh, he he has again unlike teams like Cleveland, Charlotte, even the Wizards. Uh, you know these guys at least have a direction. And you know exactly what kind of team they're going to be. So, right. And I think my favorite part about it is their two best players complement each other. That's yeah. one of like the things I really like. It's not like this weird situation with like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, where they're both looking to kind of score and like know what they don't make each other better. Trey Young definitely makes John Collins better, right? And like, and John Collins can get he can get the defense to collapse more on the inside which opens up Trey Young for more open threes right so it's just kind of like they can play off each other's strengths which is uh, I'm a really big fan of and then um yeah you guys like Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter and hope they can stretch the floor too like it's it's just a nice team Kevin Herter was nice last season so potential so that's a, definitely something to be excited about as a Hawks fan yep I agree uh so that's enough for the Hawks uh, the next team. Do you want to tackle one more, and then I get the next two, or what? 
Yeah, for sure. Where are we? Ninth seed? Yeah, we're at the ninth. We're at yeah, we're at the ninth. Oh, we're at the ninth seed, huh? It's tough. Honestly, I am so on the fence with all these teams. Um, but I already said I'm a big fan of Jimmy Buckets. Uh, okay. watch, watching him play every year in the playoffs, he gives it his all. Um, last year, especially against the Raptors, he's a killer. I think he's a he's a force to be reckoned with. So I think I'm gonna put the Pistons as number. Okay, I, I think I'm, the Pistons. I'm cool with that. Nice. I'm cool with that. I mean the Pistons. I mean it's kind of hard to put them here too because Raptors improved. They added Joe Johnson. They added Derrick Rose. What Tony Snell, Markeith Morris, Luke Kennard. I just think their best two players. Like I, th- I really believe in like chemistry. I don't know how Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. It's just kind of like they're two good players, and they just kind of coexist. And I just not the biggest. I'm not the biggest fan of the Detroit Pistons roster, to be quite frank. And. I think that they have a lot of guys um, I like individually, but I'm just not sure of them as a team. So, quite frankly, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs easy either because, you know, all these guys are kind of bundled in together. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Blake Griffin is by far their best player, and I just don't see I don't see him getting this team very far by himself just because... I think there's just not a real chemistry on this team. Or just watching them last year, too, is just, I don't know. They just, they have moments that are, they're really good. And then watching them play against the Bucks the first series just really showed you how they aren't really ready for the playoffs, like as a co- actual contending team. So, yeah, I think they're going to be roughly 39, 40 wins again. And the biggest issue for them, too, is Chicago at least got a little bit better. And again, they're in their division. So they're going to, potentially have an extra loss or two uh, if they yeah, split the right. se- season series and the Pacers got a lot better too so uh, right. I think just those kind of it, it, it's not like they had a material change in their uh, the roster I mean who knows maybe Derrick Rose ends up kind of continuing how well he ended off last year and he yeah, actually you know yeah. and he actually shows that you can have competent point guards as part of the Pistons, as versus uh, uh, versus Reggie Jackson. Uh, so who knows? Maybe maybe that's the play, and maybe that's what how it works out. But I, I don't think any material changes have been made, and they kind of lost Wayne Ellington, and uh, and uh, you know he he's not the biggest kind of player to talk about, but he's a competent player who gives you points. So oh, he's a lights out shooter, man. So I mean, with for I think with him. <laughs> Having him and Drummond, like it's important to give Drummond space inside, right? So, I think whenever you have a big, you want to have these guys who can shoot the ball for sure. All right, I agree. Now we're at the we're at the the the, the playoff teams at this point, and I think oh, that finally, finally, I know uh, so that was. Uh, I mean, <laughs> shout out to all these teams, but like the East non playoff teams, exciting to talk about. To be honest, I mean, like. You know, yeah, we spent 45 minutes talking about them somehow. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get as much uh, information out, but I mean, like, ugh, I mean, they have definitely positives. It's just this year is not their year, right? And then we all know that the East kind of maybe like six teams are probably a lock for the playoffs. So, I mean, the last two seeds, it's kind of a duke it all. Hopefully a young team makes it or someone 
Yeah. All right, so, they, so then here we go. The, we go the playoff teams at this point. Then the eighth seed from the teams remaining, I think uh, I'm going to put I'm gonna put Miami on this. Vegas had them at 43 and a half wins. I think them being, again, a team on the bubble and they could completely implode with Jimmy Buckets just going, hey, I'm not getting enough of the guys at my 3 o'clock, uh, three o'clock training sessions. And they have a mutiny on their hand again as another team, which is a, I mean, it's, that's some, that's like the most common thing we know with uh, Jimmy Butler is literally every team more or less has at some point or another a mutiny. Uh, yeah. So let's see how that works out here. But, uh, you know, I think with that is that they have Pat Riley, like we, my, the Miami Heat are notorious for having, you have to have a weigh in before training camp and they are very strict on your diet on your training. So I could definitely see the culture and program just fitting in with Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler going into the Miami situation already kind of had a connection with Dwayne Wade. So he kind of knows what kind of he's stepping into. And I definitely think that him being in my, in Miami, which is a destination that he chose for himself, he will be like his temper tantrums in what was really notoriously in of Chicago, right? When him and Dwayne Wade were buddy buddies and the young guys were kind of slacking off. But um and then in uh in Minnesota, right? So I mean this time around he had a choice to go anywhere he wanted as a free agent and he chose Miami. So I think he'll be a little more uh surroundings. Plus they don't really have any rookies other than what Tyler Hero, right? I mean, more or less the other guys, James Johnson, Winslow under their belt, Bam Adebayo. So I, I think Jimmy Butler as a number one option. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see what you mean. Um, my only thing is, again, the thing that works best for them is Jimmy Butler is great, but I think the biggest thing, and, and this is something that I'm sure a lot of the fantasy guys kind of have an idea of, but the aspect of having Bam Adebayo, who is finally like a competent center, and I think he's going to be a stud, I think is the biggest benefit for them. Because at this point now, they're going to have, uh, you know, of course, their two guard that's really good. And maybe Justice Winslow finally actually figures it out in terms of actually becoming a competent guard. And they have depth at this point, and, and that's huge. And, and They do have a lot of depth. Right. They still have Deion, uh, Deion Waiters. They still have, like, they, we forget, they still have Goran Dragic. I mean, granted, he's kind of uh, um, he's kind of on the decline, but, I mean, they have, like you said, a lot of depth. Myers Leonard, um, Kelly Olenek still. So, they definitely have a lot of players that can play. Um, and I think just the Miami Heat culture, they know how to win. Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra is... Um, they're going to get the most out of their players. I definitely think that culture is a big fit, like a big importance too, which is why I stress that with the Knicks, I guess, they just have an experience winning. And I think it takes a certain mentality and a certain type of... Uh, Butler is that kind of player who really will, who wills his team to like the playoffs, even when his teams weren't that great. I remember the last few years, right? Where was he? Chicago. He made the playoffs. You had him in Minnesota. He made the playoffs. You had him in Philly. He made the playoffs, right? So I think he's the kind of player that you want if you want to make the playoffs. Yeah, but it's hard to compare. It's hard to compare him with, um, you know, uh, with those kind of years, Jimmy Butler, because, again, it's 
This is a guy who's probably not going to play more than 60 games, 65 games. But, I, I mean, I agree with you. His, his positives are going to be positive, and they're going to add value in that way. And, um, the, the other thing I think that I guess is going to be really fun to watch is how Tyler Hero does. Because this guy, yeah. if, if he ends up being what he's supposed to, they potentially find themselves in a Dwayne Wade light. Um, and, like, that's just, you know, that's another couple years of just a competent basketball player who knows how to play basketball. Right. Um, well, Tyler so. Heroes, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can say... I don't know if you can... Call him Dwayne Wade. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That's why I call him a Dwayne Wade, like light. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I definitely see where you're going. It's definitely exciting to have like a young guy to be excited about. Like he's shown a lot of poise in uh, what was that uh, summer camp in Vegas and the preseason. So I mean, I think the Heat have a really good roster. Um, If they pick up some more role pieces or maybe another star, they could definitely be a real. But I mean, right now we have them on the cusp, and uh, I think that's a good place to have them at. Yeah, and uh, he's not going to be a Dwayne Wade for sure. I'm just yeah. This right. is because he's he's not the greatest athlete, and you know he's probably pretty slow. But he, he, great shooting, and he's a long. I mean, his nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going with the Miami Heat. I think we agree they're they're probably going to be the eighth seed. Actually, uh, we can talk about it later, but I think there is going to be some surprises. And uh, I guess the next pick for me would probably be the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I'd say I agree with that. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about them or you want me to talk about them? Go, go, go. You, you can talk about them. Um. Yeah, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets, well, they made huge additions over the offseason with Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, and Kyrie Irving. But obviously, one of these guys cannot play this year. Last year, they made the playoffs with D'Lo as a sixth seed. Um, I think we can more or less expect that Kyrie Irving, theoretically, should be able to fill that void. Um, they added some pieces in Torian Prince. Um, there's always that fear, right? I mean, the real, I think everybody would have the Brooklyn Nets as a playoff lock if we didn't see a mental breakdown from Kyrie Irving last year. Um, but this team has a a lot of nice pieces. I think they're well coached. I think they all know the team. You got a lot of young pieces like Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, um, Joe Harris can shoot the ball. Like you said, Tim depth like we saw with the Raptors can be very important you got Spencer Dinwiddie Torian Prince so they have like multiple guys to fill different roles on the team they got shooters they got playmakers they got rebounders Chandler is on the team as well I've always been a big fan of him he can do a little bit of everything Um, so I definitely think that in the east these guys led by Kyrie if Kyrie plays up to his full potential um, if they continue to play Nets basketball will definitely be we have them right now like a seven seed but yeah i think they'll be on the cusp of the playoffs for sure do you think there's a chance that they don't make the playoffs for sure i definitely okay, okay, do good, think good, there's good, a chance. Good, i think okay. they're in the mix of not making it okay i good. think we could have a but uh i if i had to bet money i would definitely bet on this team yeah, i'm okay. a big fan of just a lot of their players like yeah. this is a another team bit. i actually ended up taking a, a flyer because the odds ended up they gave me like five to one odds that they don't make the playoffs 
and I, I took it I, because again they made it with 42 wins, which was three wins away from not making the playoffs last year, and I, in a D-Lo that uh, you know probably got them 10 wins by himself, arguably. If just like his last minute shots, I think there was like three or four, like four or five of them that he kind of scored and he had winning them game. And the biggest thing that the biggest knock, I'm, I mean, I don't, you know, me when it comes to Kyrie Irving, I'm not the biggest fan. I don't think he's he, considering he's played more than 70 games three times in his whole career out of eight seasons that he's been there. I, right. To have. To have gone from a guy who's played 81 games, who by himself probably got you around 10 wins, to now Kyrie Irving, who can potentially do the same, but he has to be healthy enough to do that. I think they're actually going to get lower amounts. I I think they're going to be very close to not making the playoffs. In fact, I would say right now that I think the Pistons have a higher likelihood than than Miami, than Nets do. But again, it's like 40. The Pistons maybe 41 wins versus the Nets have 40. Two and a half. So it's only like neck and neck, very close. Exactly, like, exactly. That's why I think we have these guys on the bubble, and um, they can uh, again. I I think it, it, this area of the the Eastern Conference is always so close, and I think there is a chance where you can see, you know, Philly got so much stronger. Toronto's still pretty strong. I think again, we are. I think we're still stronger than they are. Um, Boston, I think, arguably got stronger because they at least have a cohesive team. And uh, the Knicks got stronger. So they're going to have to be a contending in a probably marginally tougher conf- uh, division, which means a couple of losses extra. So uh, let's see how it goes. But I- I'm comfortable putting them in the seventh seed as well. Uh, where yeah. they have the Nets. Gonna be, we're going to definitely talk about them a lot differently next year when K- KD comes back. But, For, um, arguably like a top two team in the Right. Aspect, We've so. never seen... Kyrie actually have success in the playoffs as a number one option, right? Like his first year, he sat out with the Boston Celtics, and last year, we all know how that flamed out in that second round. So it can be argued um, that we have yet to see Kyrie Irving in a primary, primary, primary role. Like even last year, JT was probably the main player. Um, uh, no, throughout the regular season, it was definitely Kyrie being the number one guy on that team. So. I mean, we've seen him in the regular season. I mean, Sorry, I mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, more so just him being like the sole kind of focus in um, what he oh, was. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like how right. he is going to be this year. It's like this kind of role. I think he had it in Cleveland, and he was younger, arguably, and maybe you know it's hard to compare that. But I, I mean, that those teams in Cleveland were complete dog shit. They're the worst teams in the conference. I mean. I don't know. I think we can all appreciate as fans, Kyrie Irving, his handles and his finish around the basket. He's like one of the best bucket getters I've seen. So I I think that like if he really focuses on the career and doesn't let the off, like doesn't let the media drama get to him, I think he can. uh, DeAndre Jordan, Katie, like his friends around him can kind of. Uh, calm us down, calm him down a little. But I mean, it's kind of weird that Katie and Kyrie are friends. It's just like, two of the dudes with like <laughs> biggest drama, biggest like yeah, like the weirdest mental state, and they're just like, I get you, bro. So maybe I don't know. Maybe that's what you need, right? Maybe you just need a weird bro to kind of like even you out a little bit. So. <laughs> All right, okay. So we're cool with the Nets, and now we, I guess, I think we, unless I think maybe if you want to put the magic here as well, I, and I agree with you, if you would, yeah, yeah okay. I think we're gonna. 
have them the magic around there as well, okay. right? So, so they're also on the on the bubbles. And um, the magic, I guess we'll get to next. And I think you'd agree them being the sixth seed, right? Okay, so the yeah. Orlando Magic, uh, you know, this year added. Alfaruk Aminu, competent player, really competent player. Right. Chuma Okiki, right. who I think had a great um, uh, college uh, college career uh, last year. And, you know, somebody who I think is a competent player and that he can add value, like, right now. Right. Uh, I mean, let's see his advanced stat at Auburn. Um, in Auburn, he was on a... Per forty minutes, like sixteen point, uh, three assists. He was a double double kind of guy last year, and he, and he played um, the con- the the tournament. He was he was an uh, integral part of Auburn, so uh, he'll be competent. I think they'll they'll play him probably starting next year. Uh, they still have they resigned Vooch. They got T Ross resigned. <laughs> they got MCW and yeah, Cambridge. They we also got Mar Markel Fultz, man, and Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. I mean, I, I don't know about his new jump shot, but I mean, it's good to see him on a team. I hope he's. Uh, I hope he really figures it out. Um, my thing with the Magic is, man, like, what are they doing about the big man situation? Why do they have Vucevic, Isaac, Gordon, Mo Bamba? Like, like these guys are all guys you want to really kind of see what they can do. But I mean. It can be argued they're going to run a lineup with Vooch, uh, uh, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, Alfred Kaminu. Why would you draft Mo Bamba? I just I, I don't just, know. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm a big I, Bamba fan too, and I think he's just like getting completely. Uh, it's such a waste. But I mean, I think we, we we saw what the magic was were capable with. I think what really I like about them is that they have for at every position, right? I mean, with like Isaac like Gordon can put up buckets, Vucevic, Fournier. They have Terrence Ross off the bench. They just have a very well-rounded team. I mean, and they got our boy Jeff Waltman, so you know it's not the most incompetent. So, well, well uh, it's not the most incompetently run team so that's really important uh, and again they, and yeah so it's, uh, magic are what they are they are what they were what they were last year and i think they're more or less yeah, the same and i could easily see the magic making an eighth seed, or i could easily see them being ninth to be honest like i could any of these like the magic don't stand out to me as um a playoff walk by any means so yeah. that's just my personal opinion just because i don't i think any team with uh big man as their best player kind of it's it's a little tough right with like just the era of basketball we're in now it's kind of ball handlers really dominate just how the game is played so i mean if you can't get your touches you're not going to be able to have as much impact on the game as they're works. pretty much saying a big fuck you to mori ball like to the most highest degree yeah <laughs> pretty much man. all right so all right so we're good with that um I think again forty. I have Magic at forty three wins. The Nets at forty three wins. Uh, Miami at forty three wins. Like they're gonna be somewhere on those numbers. And now we get, I think, into the next three teams who are Docs. Um, 
AKA they're stable teams. They're not going to be the top teams, but they're going to be there. And I'd have the fifth as our Toronto Raptors. Uh, oh, you have the Toronto. Okay. Let me hear that. Well, I mean, what did we really lose in, apart from, um, what's his name? Kawhi, who more or less was sitting considerable amounts of the game, uh, the year. We didn't really lose much. And apart from, I'm oh, sorry, let me, I'm just trying to get the, well, wait, 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 well, we did. wait, 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 I'm, I'm just getting the list of uh, the roster changes out for one sec, just one sec. Okay, yeah, so we lost Danny Green, of course. We lost Kawhi Leonard. But in terms of our depth, I think we... And people will have their kind of contentions and issues with Stanley Johnson and campaign, and I do too. But I think we've added a competent player in Rondé. We've added a competent player in Matt Thomas. I was looking at this guy's Euro highlights, man. He's nice. And... To say, I, I guess, have we gotten worse than the Magic are now? I don't think so. I think we still have Pascal, who, again, take for granted, uh, take with a grain of salt what uh, uh, Rich H- Rich Hines, that, is that the guy's name? Hey, Rico Hines? Rico Hines, Rico Hines, yeah. His his summer mixtape and how nice uh, Pascal looks with his step backs right. and everything. But yeah. he seems to have gotten better. Uh, I think they're probably going to rotate... Kalo into more of a secondary role and let Fred kind of as the year kind of goes by they're going to have Fred probably run the point more so and yeah. rest uh, Kyle a lot more just because of health and he's getting older but right. it's not like I think uh, we haven't gotten worse than the Magic and which is at 43 wins we were 58 last year I think realistically Vegas has it perfectly on bubble at 47 and a half wins and Sorry, not yeah, forty seven, yeah, forty seven and a half wins, and I think that's like perfect. And I think we're at probably at forty eight wins next year. Fair. I mean, I actually have the Raptors as a fourth seed in okay. my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, diehard Raptors fans, but like I said, I, my biggest concern is where the hell is our scoring coming off the bench? Like, we have a great defense with Pat McCaw, Stanley Johnson, Rondé, but like. Who is getting buckets for us off the bench? Like, I just... It's going to be... Like, we're going to need a norm breakout season. That's yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, we're, we're going to need a norm and OG breakout season. So, yeah. um, got to see. These guys have really put in the time. They've been surrounded by great... And DeMar. So, I mean... And they've got a deep playoff run now, which which I love. Because that the culture of the Raptors now is about winning. And they know how to win with the Raps without Kawhi last year like yeah. 20 and 7 or 60 I can't remember but it was uh, it was definitely enough to like on pace for what 50 wins or something like that um, granted it's such a small sample size but um, this Toronto t- team has a lot of talent still and I think you have such smart players in Marcus Gasol Kyle Lowry um, but I think it all comes down to the three players and like Pascal OG and Norm what kind of steps they take um I think Kyle too. I think Kyle's gonna have a really good year as long as he's able to manage his health properly. I think that's the thing with Kyle. Like his health is never there, right? I mean, I can't remember the last time Kyle was healthy for seventy-five plus games of the year. He's he's kind of always like a balls to the wall player. Just 
I'm kind of wearing down through the season, but see where you come from Kyle Kyle's gonna have a big year I think Mark's gonna have a bigger year too he's gonna have a bigger role last year he deferred a lot as a playmaker to kind of feed Kawhi and you know this year there's what 20 more shots a game for going all around so um hopefully one of these guys can really step up but I mean the Raptors are still at every position so I, I don't worry about them uh, making the playoffs but obviously having like they're going to have a good regular season, but when the playoffs come around, when you need crunch time scoring, that's when you're going to miss the Kawhis and stuff like that. So, but regular season, definitely see them as a fourth, fifth seed. So yeah, I, I okay. So then we can agree. And then the fourth seed, I I personally yeah. probably have Indianapolis here. That's fair. Yeah. No, I would I would exactly agree with you. I think Indy, but. I think they're going to probably go higher than the. They're projected to win 47.5. I think they're probably going to be like 52. I would have put uh, Indy higher if they okay. had Oladipo healthy, to be honest. But yeah. Oladipo, we don't know how long he's out for. So I think the team isn't at full strength and missing an all star scorer. Not saying that the Pacers are still a really good team, but I just don't think they're the same team without Oladipo with that kind of scoring. But they, you're right. They made a ton of nice moves. Like, you don't need to sell me. I have them actually some uh, as a sleeper Eastern Conference like team that winner. gets out. Like, no, no, no. Like in the playoffs that they get out of the East. Like, Oh, like, like out of the East. Yeah. Like honestly, if they're fully healthy, no, I, I can't see it just because I don't. Who's going to guard Joel Embiid? I, I don't see one of these guys containing. Or, or is Joel Embiid going to be able like be healthy at that? Like, are we going to have a typical Joel Embiid kind of tire off though? That, that that's my biggest thing with Joel always. Yeah, I, my thing is that like I don't know. He looked when he lost that Raptors series. I feel like I I, I felt something in him. Like you know, like when you get so fucked up from one thing that like it changes your whole perspective on life. Like. I think he's going to put in the work this summer. I, I truly believe that. And I think he's going to be. Well, supposedly he's lost like 15 pounds and put on well, muscle too. So that's what my biggest thing is um, matchup based, right? Like I, I like this team a lot on paper. They look super nice, but I just don't. I see these ha- guys having issues against certain teams in the playoffs. And I think they match up really well. But wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't you think they match up really well against the Sixers though? Like Miles Turner, Sabonis seem to like. Embiid would be the type of player that would be really good in the Garden, no? Uh, I don't know, man. Miles Turner is uh, he's he's not physically like he's quick and agile, so I think he's really good in the modern day NBA. But if you just beat him down low, I'm I don't know how he's going to be able to cover Joel. Joel's kind of just going to bully him, in my opinion. I, I could easily see like I feel like you need a guy like Mark. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a big body. Uh, I can't really think of that many players, but like you know, just like some. You know, I think Miles is more agile and quick, and I think he'll match up really well against like, uh, in like say, Milwaukee or, yeah. Uh, the Celtics, right? Like Cantor, I could definitely see him eating, but I just don't see him mashing up well. Which, so that's why. I you don't want to know what's surprising, though? Uh, if we are to believe that Joel actually has dropped as much as he has, uh, right. Miles has about 20 pounds on him. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess it's just the play style, right? Because yeah, you see yeah. Miles taking a lot of mid range jump shots, and, you know, 
FIBA tournament too, because they some games they couldn't even play Miles because he was getting eaten alive by some of the some of the bigs on the other European teams. So I'm just curious. I don't know. Maybe it's just all the perception of him. Um, but that's interesting. Well, yeah. we'll see. I mean, uh, again, I mean that's why I have him as a sleeper. It's not like right. it's let's just go back to talking him. about some of the players, though. I mean, like. I love their pickups of Malcolm Brockton, Jeremy Lamb, and like TJ Warren and Justin Holiday. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's a exactly. lot of names. Wow, Malcolm Brockton, TJ Warren, and Jeremy Lamb are extremely, extremely, extremely competent uh, basketball yeah. players. All it these sucks guys they lost to uh, Darren Collison, but man, like Malcolm Brogdon is, a, is arguably was the second best player in a Milwaukee team that almost beat the hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, him and uh, Brooke probably. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Right, you're right. He was but, he was a night he was a nightmare though. Yeah, man, this guy like it, every time he got put up against Fred, like he, he would just like he just use his size so well. He's such a smart player, so yeah. And he's a year older, and he's gotten progressively better the last two years. So I I think they do from, forget. Go for it. One thing we did forget: they did lose Bogdanovich, so that he was a nice piece for them. Yeah, but it's or you can say TJ Warren does more or less what Bogdanovich does, minus the defensive end. Bogdanovich is a great, def- he's a pretty good defender comparative comparatively. But um, yeah, I mean, I think they filled the holes with like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they got the pieces that cover that, and hopefully Oladipo comes back. They're saying that he might be back before the like around the All Star break. So, yeah, but then we gotta pray that. He's, you know, 100% or close to 100% because, you know, yeah. So this team definitely has a lot of intrigue. Um, last year they ran – so another thing, oh, they did miss Thad Young. Last year they were running Miles Turner and Thad Young in their starting lineup, and they had Sabonis as their sixth man. So this year I think they're going to have Sabonis in the starting lineup. So we still – they were – I think they were a negative when those two were on the court last year. So we're yeah, going to have to see if those work together so i mean the potential is definitely there i just think that um whether or not it actually pans out the way we all think it will is another story but my guess is they're probably gonna try i think they should try a lineup of miles turner tj warren i guess oladipo when he's back but jeremy lamb malcolm brogdon and um right so you i don't know and i I argue. I, I I think I have them as the fifth seed because just mm-hmm. talking about this, I I think the Raptors just have a little more established team chemistry, and I think they know where their place is. So okay. that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, there it, it's gonna be like a three four win difference anyway, so it's not like a humongous. It's it's interchangeable, I think. Um, okay, that's we're done. All right, now we come to. I think Boston is probably third. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. And boss, they have them at forty nine and a half wins. That's that's a great line, man. I don't think because they won last year forty nine with Kyrie. I guess you take the over on that, no? Yeah. Um, hmm. Maybe I'm not sure. That's that's kind of tough. Yeah, I think they'll be at least where they were last year. Exactly. Uh, they did, no, actually, actually, they lost Horford too, right? It's it's a little hard to tell, right? Like it's just Horford was a nice piece for them. That he was huge for them. Like they're only yeah. a bit, uh, f- fucking oh. big men, and now they have right. Cantor, who's a negative on defensive end. They have Taco Falls and Robert Williams as right. their fives, and their fours are Grant Tice. I mean, uh, Daniel Tice and Grant Williams. Well, I like Grant Williams, but 
Yeah. This team at the big size is not very. And oh, they lost out Aaron Baines as well. Yeah. Oh. They're big. They're, they're big situations. They're gonna have issues. Like, a team like this will get destroyed by Joel Embiid. Like, who is guarding Joel on this team? Like, <laughs> I just. You know what? I'm 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 not sure. If, actually, sorry. I I remember thinking about this earlier. I think I might have Boston at the five. I might change it up. I might have Boston at the five, Indy, I guess, or Toronto if you put them three or four. And Indy, Toronto, three and four. I'm still having them at three just because I think on paper they have more talent, like pure talent. I mean, I'm I'm going to say tree-wise, I think they'll be better. Um, Gordon Hayward has, has had another year of like his injury and rehab. So I think if Gordon can put up 15 points a game this year, it'd be huge. Tatum, he's had another season to kind of progress. Jalen Brown, which I think most people are pretty big fans of. Um, they just have nice pieces, right? And they have like Carson Edwards, who I don't know about you, but like he to watch, who's like like one of those guys that just is such a streaky shooter. It it just makes it so entertaining to watch. And they got Taco Tuesday, so I mean, this team's just kind <laughs> of like got so much meme potential and to see um, like hopefully they can play with a little more chemistry than they have in the years past because yeah. last year's team was just kind of underwhelming yeah uh, I mean look Carson I think he again he can be he kind of his the best comparison at least personally he has is uh, DiVincenzo for me these kind of quick Quick guard to shoot pretty relatively well. Um, right. He shot thirty five percent from la- and from three last year, which I, and, and as apparently, um, I was kind of going through a few stats from players in college and the U and then the pros, and the threes kind of translate relatively well. So do the free throws. So like, if you're shooting roughly thirty six percent from three, you're probably going to be similar hopefully in in the pros and you know that's that's pretty good so uh i think he he, uh, the the boston celtics got a with langford as well and and carson edwards i think they got pretty good picks um and grant williams as well so they do have these young guys and just i don't i don't i actually think they might be the first best team then now that i'm thinking about it that that Mm -hmm. that's an issue when you're in the uh when you're in our division man like being a part of the Atlantic, you're gonna have to face big men. In Joel Embiid, we have Mark, we have Serge. Uh, the Knicks are gonna have, I guess, you know, Randall, and let's worry about the Knicks within a bit. But like, uh, Brooklyn's gonna have uh, DeAndre, and I don't think Boston has the the big men to kind of contend against that. Fair. I mean, that's a fair assessment, but I just think like. Um, they just have so much scoring in different places. I think that I think they're going to be still in my books, like around the third seed. I think Kemba adds more scoring. Uh, Cantor, even though he's a negative on like defense, he rebounds the ball fairly well, and he uh, he scores the pick. He plays the pick and roll really well. So they're going to their offensive power is going to be really nice. It's just um, interesting, right? Because with Kyrie and Ennis, they're not no, known for their defense. But like I said, I, I'd, I'd hope that Tatum and Brown have made steps forward to like be better players and Gordon Hayward coming off his injury. So 
I think that is going to be the big thing is how Jalen Brown does. And, like, I mean, it's it's uh, it's his what his extension year, so yeah, I mean, he's playing for all the these guys. He's playing for the contract, so um, I could definitely see him having a great year. Normally, guys who play for contracts all have big years, so this this Celtics roster is uh, definitely, in my books, probably a third, fourth seed. So, okay, um, now we come to the locks. And that is the 76ers and, I think, Milwaukee at number one. Yeah, I think we can both agree on that. Okay. Uh, so who's your number one? Milwaukee, probably. Actually, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it. No, I think 76ers are probably my number one. I still have the Bucks as number one. Okay. Just because I think their play style and their, like, how their roster works is uh, just developed is kind of very uh, Rockets-esque. And I think that kind of play style is a... Uh, it's very good for the regular season, is what I mean. My only thing is, again, uh, I'm a huge Brogdon fan, and I don't. I think Bledsoe got completely, um, like everyone saw his weaknesses, and he got shown for what a kind of questionable player that he is. Right. Uh, and Chris Middleton has to show up. He cannot have the shitty season he had last year. Yeah. But that's, I mean, those are all playoffs, right? Like Bledsoe and Chris Middleton were both great in the regular season. Al Corver, they added Robin Lopez, they added Wes Matthews. So they have some good shooting now. So, I mean, I think the way they play is just, it's just around Giannis, right? So Giannis runs down the floor and, I mean, you got four shooters. What are you going to do, really? So I think that play style still is going to work really well. They lost Merit to shoot, though, man. I don't know. Hey, Miritich, he like, huge for them in the regular season. I mean, in the regular season, he was nice, but yeah. they were winning even before before he was there, so. Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's I see. I mean, I mean, it's going to be, again, they're going to be, I think, within a couple of wins as well. That's why I have them kind of in that same grouping with the locks is yeah. these guys are well, going to be within here's, here's Here's why I think the Bucks are going to be over the Sixers. I just think that with Joel Embiid's injury history, they're going to at least rest him for like 10 to 15 games. And I think those 10 to 15 games are going to be a lot tougher for Philly to win. So I think Giannis is probably going to rest more like games. And I, I just think that the Bucks are probably going to try to secure home court advantage. That's what I think. So personally, that's why I don't think that Philly will be the number one seed. I think Philly's uh, team is way deeper, though. I don't know. Don't I... I don't disagree with you. If we were doing something about who would win in the playoffs, I would I would say Philly. But I'm talking about the regular season, and I think that the Bucks have going are going to are the better regular season team for me. There are teams that play better in the regular season. Like we've all seen iterations of the Raptors have tons of success in the state. They, they can't translate into the playoffs, and I think that it's just that's how, that's the nature of the game some teams just the playoffs are slower sometimes you have to really grind it out for buckets you just can't play this up tempo up tempo style it really is the best um, kind of basketball for wins so mm, let's see something for me and bucks all right well either way they're going to be one two um and but do you want to talk about the Sixers? I think the Sixers are going to be the, the better team. It's just, even if Embiid sits, they still have Kyle Quinn, which I, I think he's a competent basketball player who can anchor your center position. Uh, they have Horford who can play the 5-2. <laughs> I 
I love how you just tried to. What you don't uh, think Color Quinn is not a competent player? Uh, I don't disagree with you, but okay. how do you just go from like I think they'll be okay? They don't have Joel Embiid to they have mm-hmm. Kyle Quinn instead. <laughs> like that's just that's crazy to me. That's like telling somebody like it's okay. You don't got Devin Booker, but you have uh, you have Josh Jackson. I mean, <laughs> no, but like like it's not. Look, they still at the at the end of the day, and they're big men. They still have Al Horford. They have Mike Scott. They have Kyle Quinn. Yeah, they're not Embiid, but they still have big men that can. Fulfill yeah, some part of what they need. They can definitely still win games. For me, it's gonna be how Ben Simmons really develops, right? Like we've all seen those Instagram videos, Ben Simmons shooting the three now. Like, I think the complete opposite. I think they should just put him as like a point forward and let him kind of work that way. Who's, okay, so if he's a point forward, who's gonna be? The, no, I because I they have Horford to stretch the lead. They have Horford to play the stretch a little bit, right? Yeah, I guess you could work that. You could have Horford. But, like, none of these guys, I guess Tobias is probably their best knockdown shooter. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, just think with your, like, the way Simmons and Embiid play, they both want to dominate the paint. You, like, Horford also goes in the paint quite a bit. He can shoot the three. But, I mean, I don't think you want Horford solely camping at the three because he can do a lot of damage with those baby hooks and stuff like that. Um that's what Boston ran so him though last year. Boston ran him like uh, right, very highly with that, that picker. Hey, they won. Right, but how that turn out? They won forty nine win, uh, wins in the regular season. Enough for the, the third seed and a second a second round <laughs> knockout. So I mean, um, I don't know. I just think Ben Simmons. I don't think he has to shoot the three well, but I think he has to at least be able to attempt it and make like some of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it has to be. A I don't think it, it has to be a third where people yeah, have to come to, to you. Right. Like, I think it opens up so much as an NBA player. Just the fact that we know that you might shoot it. Yeah. So I think that, I'm not saying he has to be. I think he should hone to his strengths because I think Ben Simmons is a is a really good player. But I mean, he has definitely free throws or something he wants to work on too, right? Because if you're a guy who's going through the paint, you definitely need to be able to knock down your free throws. People are going to hack you all the way down there. Yeah. Okay. Like we said, they're, they're, I think we can agree that their starting lineup is the best in the East. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 I'd agree with that. Like, Simmons, yeah, really Richardson, nice Tobias, Horford, Embiid. Yeah. By Embiid, far. Embiid. Right. That, that's far. a nice starting lineup. Yeah. The um, rotation seven or eight in the playoffs, they're going to be deadly. But um, yeah, I, I'll agree with them having the best, and that's that's exactly why I think they have five of the best players, and well, they have the best starting lineup, and I think that works in the regular season. But again, it comes out to interchangeable. I think for the for top two, it can be they're probably going to have like sixty and fifty-eight wins respectively between the two. Uh, yeah, sixty. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, they have a, Vegas is projecting. Well, not Vegas. So these are from Sports Interaction, which have been changed since they came out. Um, I mean, it hasn't changed that much, but it has changed. So, fifty-seven and a half is what they have for the Bucks, and they have fifty-four and a half for the Sixers. That's low, I think. Like, a low, yeah. I they won fifty-one say, last year. There's no way. At least I think that they only went three more. I don't know. We'll see. 68 I mean, wins, loss of high fives. <laughs> yeah, I know. What What was uh, what's Bill smoking? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, fine. So then we have that. Okay. 
So to kind of round it off, I and I think we should just do a second parter sometimes this week for the Western Conference because this is going to go to like three hours. This shit is long, bro. Okay, so uh, yeah. for the Eastern Conference, at least we have. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm cool with the Bucks. Then okay, so the Bucks, Bucks and 76ers, we consider the locks. The Docks, we have Boston, Indy, Toronto. Interchangeable in the three to five, I think. Um, again, I I think you have uh, Boston at the three. I think I have Indy at the three and Toronto at the four. Boston at the five. But again, this three to five were relatively kind of agreed upon. And then we have on the bubble, we have the Magic, the Nets, the Miami Heat, the Pistons, the Hawks, the Bulls, the Knicks, and then we have the Knots, which are the Wizards, the the Hornets, and the Cavaliers. I mean, this sounds about right. I mean, I think the East is pretty straightforward to predict. I think when we get to the West, it's going to be a lot more debates. Yeah. Um, I think the West is insane this year. Uh, The East is uh, definitely improved, I guess, from the last few years. But Yeah, I agree. Uh, But I think... We're going to see the same thing as we saw last year, except obviously uh, the Raptors took a step back with losing Kawhi and... uh, we and I'm changes. really, really hoping the Nets somehow don't make the playoffs and the Hawks do. Because I think that the Hawks in the playoffs would be a really fun team to watch. That's that's for my sure. that's my my two my two wishes for this year are the Hawks making it and the Knicks making it. Just because I think the Hawks are a fun team to watch and the Knicks it'd be nice to see how that fan base kind of reacts. My only wish is for the Raptors to repeat, so Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, I was being something realistic, not Pascal being like the first team. Do you think Pascal Pascal can be first, first or second team? Mm -hmm. It's tough to say, right? Like it's just one of those question marks. We haven't seen him as a number one option. Um, Really depends on what kind of moves he's going to develop. Because last year we didn't really see um, his post like spin moves where his like kind of go-to and like hook shots and like cleanup shots. So he doesn't really have like a, um, like a mid range scoring or, I mean, his all were corner threes. So we didn't see any like create creation of his own shot. That's my biggest thing. It's like, will Pascal be able to create his own shot is, uh, going to be the number one question. And obviously defenses are going to lock into him this year because there's no Kawhi. So I think I'm really hoping that him, Norm and, and OG all make that leap, right? Because Norm's kind of had a couple years under his belt. And OG has the physical tools. But uh, but I think, I, I do truly believe Pascal can be, We well, we all know he could be a number two guy. Yeah. Yeah. But some, some, form of a, some form of an All-America, uh, All-NBA, I guess, third team, second yeah, team. Yeah, but I don't, right. I don't see how he can't be... Like uh, he could easily 13. be an all-star. I, I think I could see him being an all-star this year. Truthfully, like I think Pascal has the tools, and I think the organization, I think Masai and everybody around him want him to be the guy. So, I mean, if he works as hard as he worked previously, in the time and effort, I don't think he plays with such smart players with Mark and and Kyle. I think they're going to get him the ball at the right spots. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, last year he was at a 19 points, a steal, three and a half assists, eight rebounds, uh, shooting almost 80%, uh, six, uh, 37% from three, 55% on a per 36 basis. So 
That's. And I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to play 36 minutes. So yeah. He's going to have way more touches and uh, more shot opportunities. So we'll definitely see. I, I I'm excited for this year, man. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a really really good year of NBA basketball. Um, and we have our draft though, in two days. Yeah. You know, uh, thoughts on that China comment? <laughs> oh, are we doing? All right. I'm, I'm, all right. I'm, I might get fired for these, but whatever. Your podcast <laughs> might get banned. Might be taken off the internet. It's co- whatever. You know, life, you only live once. So I think good for him. And you're kind of showing the hypocrisy of uh, Adam Silver in, in all this thing. So. Yeah. He, oh, I'm so all about, I'm all about the you know player empowerment and all that nonsense. But are you really? Or are you with yeah. the money? Because he understands and Nike understands. All these guys understand. Hey, being woke will get you paid, and they did that up until where you're actually pissing off an autocratic or country. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean how and, many people actually care about like climate change? Right? Like everybody really only. Companies only care about this because it gets people to actually to their product and improves their company image, right? Like they don't actually care about this as long as it doesn't affect their affect their earnings, right? So, hey, how many millions of fans are in China, right? Like watching NBA games, it's crazy too how it's that this happened to. I mean. If it was the Charlotte Hornets, would anybody give a shit? No. Houston's like the Houston's team. the biggest team in China, right? Hey, because they had Yao Ming play for them. So I mean, it's a very yeah. I think it's definitely a really good topic to kind of. Carol probably didn't do it intentionally, but it's kind of just interesting to see how this all unfolded, and you really get big of it. Wait, wait, wait! You're not allowed to cop out. You got to tell me what you think. What I think? Yeah. I gave my thoughts. You got to give me yours. Yo, I believe in freedom of speech, man. So you say whatever the fuck you want. So good on Daryl Morey for saying what he feels like. There we uh, go. Nice, nice. I like it. I mean, from a fan perspective, because, I mean, the NBA's profits don't affect me in any way. Did you see James Harden apologize, though? I mean, he sells a that was wild. shoes in China. That was wild. Like, you're out pretty much outright saying... Hey, uh, hey, Daryl, fuck you. More or less. I mean, I, I get it, right? Probably like a bunch of hardened sponsors like Adidas and stuff are probably calling him panic mode, telling him he has to do this in order to like maintain his sales in these Asian countries, right? So, I mean, by apologizing to the Chinese fans, it really tries to save the beard and his brand. So, it's crazy, man, to see how deep of a pocket China has in the NBA right now. I mean, they were able to actually materially have a have a GM and have an organization considered firing. Uh, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Mori Ball, but arguably one of the most successful. I mean, not arguably, factually, the mo- one of the most ex- successful and uh, smartest teams in the league. You're having the GM of that team kind of backtrack on his comment. That's crazy. What I liked about his uh, I liked his reply. He he didn't really apologize. He just said, "Oh, I'm sorry for my comment." Yeah. And I love that. He said, right. And he said that, like, you know, it was a, he, he included, like, what complicated situation, and um, there are many sides to it. So it was kind of like a, you know, not really sorry because y'all don't know what I'm talking about. 
But, yeah. 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 I mean, dude, even when the NBA season doesn't start, I love it. The drama is fantastic. It, that's why I think they're going to be completely fine. Adam Soldier's is going to say some shit. They're going to say some shit, and it's going to be at the end of the day. Like, 100%. No one ever remembers these company scandals, <laughs> man. Like, dude, you can get away with anything nowadays. As long as you just kind of say sorry and sweep it under the rug. And uh, you see, like, LeBron James and the Lakers, you're just going to... Uh, you know, whoever's boycotting NBA products is bullshitting themselves, and you're gonna, you know, you're just gonna end up uh, watching them anyways. So I didn't want to like stop the flow of the the conversation we we're having, but uh, like in when we we're talking about the teams, but Zion actually caught his first uh, poster today. Ooh, I saw that. I got jo- a, I oh, got you saw it? Yeah. I got a notification on my phone, man. On John Collins. <laughs> this guy. John Collins, huh? Yeah. Damn. He like pretty much posted him. John Collins went for a block and he's just like slant. man this guy's looking lean too I think it looks like he lost like a 5-10 pounds since the, we first saw him which is That's a, we got some preseason games going on right now we do with some of the teams you were talking about we got the Magic looking like they're going to beat the Pistons <laughs> the Knicks oh, being the Wizards the Knicks. what Ooh, huh? look at uh, that uh, wow preseason woo oh RJ okay I might actually watch the end of this game. Hype. Yeah. Um, so watch. But yeah, okay. So I think we take a break, oh, and I'm going to get some water. We come back. We finish off the West Coast. What do you think? Are we doing this in one sesh? Yeah, we are. Of course. All right. Sorry. All right. All see right. ya. Go get some water. We'll All right. Bye.